Greetings. You're listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast, and this is episode 67. Greetings, everyone. How are we doing this week? My week? Let's just say we are inching closer to the launch of the Start Your Business Planner. And I'm starting to feel really excited myself. And I'm excited for you because I know how great this planner is going to be. Two to four weeks and we should have the shiny new copies in my hand. But I guarantee you, when I get them, you will be the first to know. So just hang in here with me. I feel your anticipation because mine is there too. Now, this week, I thought I would change up the tone a little. Well, because I'm sad. You may or may not know that I've been trapped in the UK for many months because of the impact of the coronavirus on international travel. But what you may not know is that about four weeks ago, my flight home to Malawi was cancelled. I mean, can you imagine when this coronavirus thing began to hit in December 2019, I don't think I or anyone else believed that seven months later we would still be impacted by the effects of this thing. But we are and I am. So what happened? Well, I intended to book my flight home in January 2020, believing that I would be able to get home for several months. I had all the hearts and flowers in my mind about the weather, the food, my family and just being at home before needing to return to the UK in time to launch the planner. And I had always planned it this way because it's just easier and quicker and more convenient to launch in the UK, not least because of postal services. You know how these people are when they're dealing with Africa. They treat Africa like some bush jungle savagery country and never has the mighty continent that she is been included in the reverence and respect that other continents are shown. And that's reflected in the services like postages, which unless you pay huge fees for speedy postages, It can take time to receive your mail from the West. So when you're doing things like launches, it's always better to do them where you can get on the back of these people. And if I'm in Africa, it's difficult. And so I always had planned to be in the UK to launch. Well, when I saw this virus thing start to break in late January, early February, I delayed in booking my ticket back home for about a month because I wanted to see how this thing was going to play itself out. So I ended up booking at the end of February, by which time, as you know, the world was slowly going into lockdown. And guess what? By this time, 
Britain began to put restrictions on where and when you could travel. So what this meant was that even if I wanted to fly home in March 2020, as I had planned, there were no international flights, except for them, of course, or rather their businessmen on exceptional circumstances trips, but no flights for ordinary folk like me. The other thing that happened was that even if I was able to get to the airport to catch a flight, I would have had to walk there because there was no public transport and by the end of March, the government had locked off the taxi services and I just couldn't picture myself walking for 24 hours over three or four days, dragging my two big suitcases behind me, trying to get to the nearest airport, which for me is about 55 miles away from my home. So long story short, I had no choice but to book my flight home to travel to Malawi in July 2020, believing that by then things would have calmed themselves down. I had to be in Malawi for July 2020 because I was leading an Africa-wide Nyabingi conference in Mozambique, a country I have visited but never spent time in. And I was really looking forward to seeing my friends and spending time there. So me, with my big head and my big plans, I booked my ticket for July 2020. And I booked with Ethiopian Airlines. And you all know how much I love travelling with Ethiopian Airlines, right? So there's me. I'm happy. Well, not happy that that late booking meant that I would have to spend extra months in the UK, but happy that by the time I was returning home, I would be travelling on to Mozambique and I was really looking forward to that. So fast forward three months and you can imagine how I'm feeling through these three months. I'm seeing the African continent not succumbing to this COVID virus in the way that had been hoped for by some and expected by many. And instead, with the management of the virus surpassing anything that has been achieved or rather not achieved in the West or rather in the UK, the sixth richest country in the world. Do you know, for example, that the deaths from COVID across the whole 54 countries in Africa, with a total population in our African countries of 1.216 billion, do you know that the number of deaths stand at 13,246 as of the 13th of July 2020? Now, every life lost is a tragedy. But 13,246 in a population of 1.216 billion is something to be looked at. And also, the huge majority of these deaths have occurred in areas where Europeans live and where Europeans and people with money travel for holidays. So where these people have been stepping, and that's in places like South Africa, Algeria and Egypt... This is where you find most of the registered deaths from COVID in Africa. So you can imagine me watching this because I follow what's happening with COVID in Africa almost every day. So you can imagine me watching and seeing what's happening on the African continent and then comparing our home countries 
to the 55,000 people who have died in the UK, a part continent with visions of grandeur, with a population of a mere 66.65 million. What's been happening with a 55,000 death rate and climbing is that the UK has 18 times more deaths than the whole African continent put together. I mean, go figure. How in the world can Africa be called backward when we compare the outcomes of one of the world's deadliest viruses on 1.2 billion people versus the outcomes to 66.6 million people? And when I'm watching this thing play out, you can see why I'm frustrated and not being able to get home. It's just not on. Anyway, what I learned is that whilst I wasn't the only person watching this thing play out, what happened is that when Malawi saw how people were dying in Western countries, Malawi, like a lot of African countries, did the only thing it could do, and that was to shut its airports and borders, both internally between African countries, because we have a lot of Europeans and other people moving around Africa freely in a way that you can't move around freely in their countries. But that's another debate. So Malawi closed its borders internally between African countries, but more importantly, it closed its borders externally to international travellers. And Malawi has made it clear. People like me, who left home with my fast self, and who are now looking to return home from the UK and other Western countries, well, we're not welcome home yet because Malawi needs to be sure that I'm not bringing coronavirus home, where Malawi, the alleged fourth poorest country in the world, has 38 deaths reported in a population of 18.1 million people. 18.1 million people with 38 deaths compared to 55,000 and rising in a population of 66 million in the sixth richest country in the world. No was the message from Malawi. Asha, where are you going? Stay where you is until we know it's safe for you to come home. So when I went to confirm my flight, of course I was told the airport is closed and you cannot go home. Ethiopian Airways then cancelled my flight and gave me a voucher, which I can use to rebook my flight. But then came the hammer blow when the agent told me to call back in January 2021. Well, the agent must have heard the life support tone in my voice as she said, Ma'am? <laughs> Ma'am? Are you there? I can look back now and laugh, but it wasn't funny at the time. Anyway, she tried to console me and told me that there was nothing she could do because Ethiopian Airways is not flying to Malawi because the airport is closed. But I should keep calling back between now and January 2021 because flights are coming online all the time and things may open up sooner than expected. Which is great to know, but it didn't comfort me at the time and it doesn't help me now. 
because I'm in the point in the year where I would have been planning to return to the UK anyway to work on certain aspects of my business as I have to do every year. So as of now, I have a voucher for a flight, which I cannot book because I cannot go anywhere because Malawi does not trust me not to bring COVID to the country. And all of this coming at a time when hot season is about to break out in Malawi with all the wonderful fresh fruit and veg that come with that season and the lake and everything else. And where am I? In Yorkshire, where we are about to possibly go into a further lockdown because of rising COVID cases. So you can imagine how I feel. And what we know for certain is that the UK has no intention of opening up travel bridges between itself and African countries, although some Caribbean countries have fared better and a number of travel bridges or air bridges, as they're called, have been opened up between the UK and some of the Caribbean islands. But that isn't because they care about Africans who live in the Caribbean. Nah, That has happened because there are many people in the government and their mates who have shares in cruise ships and airlines and a big part of the yearly holiday boom for Europeans is about travelling to the Caribbean and we know that these people would never interfere with their own ability to take holidays and their own ability to make money, cost of what it may. On the bright side though, If there is one consolation, it is that my conference in Mozambique has also been cancelled and that will be rescheduled next year, which means that I won't miss out on visiting that country, which is great because it is a country I've always wanted to see. And as I said, I have some good friends there who I'm looking forward to seeing. So the moral of the story is that we have seen how the Western world can lock down the whole world when they decide and how they decide. And we have seen how that lockdown can dictate to billions of people where we can go and when we can go. And like a wonderful brethren of mine once told me, there would come times when we would be prevented from leaving the West even when we wanted to. So with this in mind, I say that it has never been more important than now to have a get out of jail or a get out of lockdown plan. Because after suffering the emotional and psychological impact of lockdown, there is nothing I need more than to sit in the sun every day near the water and just give thanks. And at least I have the opportunity to do that. And I'm confident that that day will come when I'm able to board my flight and go home. But what say you? For you, I'm saying that there has never been a more important time to start planning your way out. As Britain, and we can't even say America, because America is on its knees with the impact of their racial slaughter of Africans in that country and the dismal impact of their handling of the COVID-19 virus. So we can't even include America in this. So as Britain teeters between trying to open things back up again 
and locking down certain parts of the country as the second wave infection rate rises again, you need to have a plan B that you're working on as the country moves between lockdown and being unlocked. Because this is the future and I see this happening for years to come where Western countries will constantly move from lockdown to being unlocked and back into lockdown again as coronavirus becomes part of the annual flu package. So against this backdrop and the huge economic impact that will hit African communities with some of the worst financial punishments, we need to be using the time we have. And that means using our six to nine to transform our nine to five, to try and get a little side hustle moving so we can start to earn that new money we need to help us plan our way out of this thing. No one is coming to save us, that I know. But for me, this is not doom and gloom. This is a positive statement because I know that we have all the skills, the passions, the hobbies and the experiences to build our way out of this and make a future-proof plan. So as we near the launch of my Start Your Business Workbook and Planner, for all of you who are looking for some hand-holding through this side hustle startup thing, I'm letting you know that I will be there to support you, to hold your hand and cheer you on. I have some great things coming in the second half of 2020, now that it looks like I have to be here. But you've got to be in it to be part of it. So keep listening to the podcast, because in the next month, things are going to start moving and taking off at a pace. Tell your friends and others whom you feel will be interested in taking this journey with us and let's get ready to move. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, I would do that so you don't miss a thing. And if you have subscribed to the podcast, please take some of your valuable time to leave me a review on iTunes or Libsyn so that we push the podcast up the ratings so people will see it and find it easier to find us. I appreciate all that you are doing to support the visibility of the podcast by sharing my content. So keep doing that and soon it will be my turn to serve you. Until next week... You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asher and I am out.